Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire podcast. I have a very big announcement. My family and I, my younger two kids, and my wife and I are going to be joining Youth with the Mission as missionaries, and we're going to be leaving September the 27th. Um, uh, I've had people ask, uh, will the Kindling Fire continue? Yes, I plan to continue the podcast and the blogs and all the other things that I'm doing as best I can uh, as we are in training and then eventually going on to outreach. Um, if you would l- like to learn more about that adventure that my wife and I and family are taking, go to our website, Troy and Kathy with a K. TroyandKathy.com, or go to YouTube and subscribe to our Mangum Adventures channel. Okay, let's get to the podcast. We have to have a real strategy to reach men, and that is through the purposes. If we attempt to reach men through emotions, what happens is we begin to repel men because men do not like being manipulated by their emotions. And so when you speak to the purposes of a man, we call it the learner's lean. You literally see men change their body language uh, while you're speaking concerning the purposes of a man. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. So today on The Kindling Fire, I have the honor and the privilege to have Neil Kennedy on the show. Thanks for joining, Neil. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. What was the impetus for you to start Five Star Man? Well, it's interesting. I thought that I would, um, I knew that there was a transition coming. I felt it. I felt the frustration. I call it holy frustration. Mm. And it's a place when it seems like any time that I've gotten comfortable that I start getting very frustrated. And I often say that the greatest temptation in any man's life is comfort. And, you know, this could be related to anyone in business, uh, anyone out there just trying to go the normal track of a career. And certainly in ministry you have that opportunity. I rejected that um, early on in my pastoral ministry when, um, you know, anytime that you have a measure of success at a young age, um, you start getting noticed by seasoned ministers or mentors, and they begin to start trying to track your career path uh, with you or for you. And I kind of rejected that. And... um, in fact, I did. I, I just turned away from that kind of tracking and career. And if you're in business, same way. Sometimes, if you do, if you if you make a decision to go a different path, you then all of a sudden you're touted as a maverick. And I kind of uh, kind of went that way. I kind of went a, away from the grain. 
And I felt another uh, holy frustration about train change and transition, and, and I began to pray about that. I was actually on a plane coming into Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I didn't live here at the time. But I was coming here to uh, be paid for a consulting uh, arrangement. Uh, at that time, I had a consulting company, and it was a very large nonprofit who was hiring me for uh, a season to consult them. And so I was coming in for some meetings, and I'd been praying. And when the tires hit the tarmac, the Spirit of God spoke to me. I, I don't know how to explain it other than, as the Bible says, a word of knowledge. Uh, and so that spiritual gift, that, that what the Bible says is a word of knowledge, came to me while I'm here on the plane. And all of a sudden, I knew exactly what the Spirit was saying to me. He said, I want you to build a movement to resurrect authentic manhood. And I want you to focus on men's purposes, and men will cast off the things that constrain them. It's really interesting, Troy, because at that time, you were just seeing a glimpse of what was coming in our culture. Uh, the extreme uh, anti-masculinity movement or resistance to anything that is representative of traditional manhood. And so that was bubbling at, at the surface, but it hadn't been fully public yet. Now, all of, all of a sudden, we see it everywhere, this anti-masculinity. And using toxic masculinity as the reason to go against manhood. And so any manhood is being put in that box. And so when God spoke to me to build a movement to uh, to resurrect authentic manhood, what what he was providing was an opportunity for men to live up to the original intent that he designed them to be, and literally be a voice to our culture of what he designed man to be. Only 10% of the churches in America have a strategy to reach men. Only 20% of the men within those 10% of the churches actually participate in the strategy that is offered. And we've drifted in this idea that an occasional men's ministry um, or occasional men's breakfast has, you know, the luster to win men to Christ, and it doesn't. It's, you know, pancakes is not the avenue. And so we've got to have a better strategy, and we, we've got to offer men more of an adventure than wearing, you know, those burgundy blazers to serve as ushers. Mm. You know, I know I'm sounding like I'm mocking, but I am a little bit because we've treated men with such disdain, and we speak down to men. We don't speak to men with respect, and we don't honor them as leaders that are spiritual. But let me give you an example. Because of the because of where I come from, I come from a really rough background, and yet here I am educated and have served in the you know church world, uh, there's a clash there at times. One day someone knocked on my door or rang the doorbell, and I heard the doorbell, and anytime the doorbell rings, the man of the house is typically the one who should go to the door. And so I began to go toward the door, but my oldest daughter 
beat me to it. Opened the door, and there was two men there, um, and a young lady with them, and they began to ask my daughter about her spiritual destiny. And I'm hearing this as I'm approaching the door. When I get to the door, I ask my daughter to step inside. I stepped out on the porch. And quite frankly, I simply said, how dare you? How dare you to come to my door and begin to speak to my daughter about her spiritual destiny without my approval? I am that girl's father. You are never to speak to my daughter. In fact, there's no reason for you to ever come to my door. I will lead my family to their spiritual destiny. And I don't appreciate you coming here to sow your belief system into my family. And I dismissed them. Um, obviously, I recognize that who, who they represented is, is, uh, has false beliefs and is a cult. And it's interesting as I walked away from that, I realized, wait a minute. Really, we do the same thing. We in the church, and I say we as the church, the church has a strategy to reach men only through their children and their and their wives. Oh, that is so good. So so we try to reach the children and the wives to guilt men into the church. Rather than having a strategy to be man to man and speak to men at the level of respect that they are spiritual leaders, even to the point where we've convinced we've convinced everyone that women are more, more spiritual than men, and if we're going to reach a family spiritually, we're going to reach them through the uh, through the women. Well, you, 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 David Murrow, who wrote "Why Men Hate Church," you know, points out that if you win a woman to the Lord, 17% of the time you win the entire family, but if you win a man to the Lord, 93% of the time you win the entire family. And so we've got to man up in the strategy to reach men by being man enough to speak to a man about his spiritual destiny. And that's one of the things that we've been very proactive to do with Five Star Man. It's not just to um, have a little program to pacify the men within the church, but to actually uh, engage the men in the church to reach the influences, uh, to influence their world, and we have a real strategy to do that. So what do you believe God's insight was when he spoke to you and said, focus on a man's purpose and he will cast off those things that restrain him? Can, can you speak a little bit more about that from a strategy standpoint? Yeah, you know, we think we know what a man's purpose is, but actually what we do is we basically we define man of God by what the committee came out of the room defining him as. And so uh, one day I walked into a large fellowship to talk to them about their men's strategy. And one of the leading fellowships in our nation, in our world, and I'm brought in to sit down with them in their conference room. And when I walked in, I was alarmed. There were seven women and one other man at the table to talk to me about their men's strategy. And so that was their committee to define what a man of God should be and should look like. 
So when I was on the plane and the, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, focus on men's purposes, I simply asked the question, I don't know what the purposes of a man really is. I really don't know what they are. And so at that moment, I had the scripture, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5, uh, kind of sprung in my spirit. And Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, The purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, and a man of understanding draws them out. And if you look at that scripture, it's really not telling me yet what the purposes are, but it defines where they are. And so if I could look at the heart of a man, I could, I could define that. I could figure that out. Uh, men are, are not being reached primarily because the church is attempting to reach men in the same manner that we've reached women. Women relate to one another face-to-face sharing feelings. Men relate to one another shoulder-to-shoulder facing a challenge. And so it's a different way of relating. Contrary to this culture, men and women are very, very different. And so we have to have a real strategy to reach men, and that is through the purposes. If we attempt to reach men through emotions, what happens is we begin to repel men because men do not like being manipulated by their emotions. And so when you speak to the purposes of a man, we call it the learner's lean. You literally see men change their body language uh, while you're speaking concerning the purposes of a man. And if you speak to a man's purposes of being an entrepreneur, uh, saying that, you know what, God has empowered you to prosper in your work, And we're not against you prospering. We're not against you having a commitment to a strong work ethic. In fact, it's the very opposite. God gave man a job before he gave man a woman. And so we speak to that, and what happens is that validates that man's purpose. He leans into the conversation. He begins to engage, and now all of a sudden we're shoulder-to-shoulder facing the challenge And that challenge is to work hard enough and smart enough that we are able to meet the needs of our lives, to grant the desires of our family, and even to finance our purposes. You know, it's so interesting is that when you're tapping into God's design for a man and you're speaking about who they are from God's perspective, and it's not negative, most people can go to Scripture and be like, you know, did you commit adultery or did you fornicate? Well, you know, you're a sinner and you need to repent. And let's go down the list. Oh, here's another one. Did you do that? Oh, you did that? Well, that's terrible too. And let's go down the list. By the time the man's just like, I'm a worm. This is terrible. I love going to church. Can't wait to come back next week. You know, and it's sort of like, that's just the, the most demotivating. Not that we're into tactics. And yes, the Bible says it's a sin, but the Lord is wise. He is not, he is called, the the fact that the Lord spoke to you and said they will cast off restraint if you focus on their purpose, it's because that is the gas for the engine called manhood. Yeah. It's not guilt. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know, no man can discipline themselves to holiness. And so what we, now you know from, my, our materials, our books, our videos, our live events, 
you know that we get very, very clear on the carnality, but the carnality is the collateral of a fallen heart. It's not the cause. Uh, the Bible says, Proverbs says, the man under the wrath of God commits adultery. So the adultery is not the cause of the fall. It's the result of it. So what we want to do is we want to get down to, hey, why, why are you not being gallant toward women? What it, what's failing in your relationship as a husband? A husband is a cultivator. And so how can you cultivate your wife? to reflect the very things that you desire the most. And Paul said that the husband is really a man who sows the word of his, uh, of his words are like seeds, and he's going to reap what he has sown. In other words, the words that I speak over my wife are going to come back as a reflection of my husbandry. And so really, I tell past, uh, men, I tell men all the time, that if you don't like what your wife looks like after a season of marriage, it's your fault, not hers. Because you are the husband and you are to sow a seed. Now, you can't sow negative seeds and expect positive returns. And that's what a lot of men do. They speak down to their wives. They dis- dismiss their wives. And then, yet, then they want their wives to be a beautiful princess or queen every time they come home from work. And, and that's just not going to happen. Uh, the same way with speaking to men, we can't speak down to men, treat them like little boys, and use sophomore tactics to try to reach them and expect them to step up. You can't speak down to men and expect them to live up to authentic manhood. So what we want to do is we want to honor the man, his calling. Uh, in fact, this is so biblical because remember when Peter was given the vision and Cornelius was given the visitation of angels, the lesson that Peter learned and why he was willing to go and, and enter the household of Cornelius and bring salvation to the household of Cornelius, Peter identified the single lesson that he learned from the vision. And that was, the Lord showed me not to call any man unclean. Hmm. What we must do in the church is stop speaking of the uncleanliness of men and expecting them to be spiritual and holy before we give them the message of Christ who sanctifies us to be holy. So I'm going to make a comment. There's a C.S. Lewis quote that says, We castrate and bid the gildings to be fruitful. And, And the point is we continually say, you know, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Now, you know, produce, multiply, grow, be fruitful. And, and the very things that God has put inside of a man that drive him into uh, really wrong behaviors, that the thing itself is not uh, unholy, meaning his drive for adventure, his desire for a spark in his life, his his desire for something more more engaging and lively and etc it's just it's we haven't given them the alternative to saying you know what with god it's more adventurous with god there is more entrepreneurship with god there is more yeah. to that you can yeah. be and you can become and and we it's like yeah. you siphon all the gas out of a man and then you say why aren't you running or why aren't you running faster and it's and it's absolutely it's the 
And it's all that, you know, toxic masculinity. Well, if we really, you know, encourage these men, you know, what are they going to become? They're going to become evil and awful because manhood is evil and awful. So, anyway. Corey, you've identified the real frustration that men have and their reverence to, to the church is that um, you've identified it. One of the things that we try to do or we are doing at Five Star Men is we're liberating men. And, and we hear this constantly, so we know this is the key. We liberate men by giving them the really the sanctified purpose of being adventurous. What is it that drives a man to get out on the field of contest, whether that's a football field, a baseball field, or even the battlefield? And, you know, the Bible is very clear. God is a God of war, and he's a warrior. And, and there's that field of contest that, that we're created in his image to deal with. And yet, for the most part, the church has been feminized to the point where uh, we are supposed to be this very docile and, as you said, you know, really emasculated man and uh, even to the point of being infeminate. Well, the Bible is very clear that men are not to be infeminate. Yeah. Well, then we give, this, we give men this, uh, this incredible liberty to understand, hey, going out, climbing a mountain, uh, going out on the field of contest, this is a manly calling, a purpose that you have. And it serves us well when it's, when it's in the right purpose. It serves us well. It gives us the ability to take the risks that are necessary in life. The same way with being entrepreneurial, being procreative in business, and being a men of commerce. And, you know, I was able to sit down with a, a multi-billionaire just recently who is a five-star man, and he is very motivated uh, to continue to build his, uh, his company. Why? Because 50% of all of their, in their increase is given away. And the majority of the rest of it is simply growing the, the company, and they're not just eating it. And, you know, no man can eat that much money. <laughs> so, so it's really exciting to see men capture the liberty that's, that, you know, just in the relationship with women. There's a liberty in being gallant with women and, and showing special attention and respect toward women in an honorable way. There's a liberty to that, that I'm not entrapped by the lust of my eyes. There's a liberty being able to focus my intimacy on my wife. And as Job said, I make a covenant with my wife. I will not look upon the young woman. And so the, there's a liberty in fulfilling our purposes. Mm. You know, one of the things that I have um, had several conversations on the podcast about is men can recognize the need, right? I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. I need to be a better, you know, provider. I need to be better all these areas. And then they get stuck in the but how. And the thing I want to encourage men that are listening is that God as your father pours gas into your engine and other brothers do. And so instead of saying, my job's going to give me the energy I need, my wife's going to give me the energy I need, my pastor, my kids, my all these other things, it will come from God. And from that source, you can start to live up to 
who you are. And a lot of times men are frustrated because they, they know about their lack. They go to church. They, they, they highlight the lack of what they're doing and what they're missing it. But they're never really given the, the opportunity to receive as sons, be loved as sons, be restored and healed as sons, and get all filled up and be off, you know, all excited. <laughs> well, we... We encourage men to stop trying to draw your strength from your wife and your children to be the man. Uh, uh, go to God personally. Uh, be filled with him and by him. And then turn and strengthen your wife and prophesy your, over your children mm. and prophesy their future. Uh, how can people f- uh, follow up to find out more about what you're doing? Well, it's real simple, fivestarman.com, and we always spell it out, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-M-A-N.com. But we basically have three initiatives. One that I recommend everyone to get is that's the Daily Champion. We send a word of encouragement to several thousand men every morning. and They can either read it, listen to it, or watch it in their drive time, and their daily commute can become a communion time with the Lord. We're wanting to transform their daily commute into the most important time of their day, preparing them for their first purpose of work, and then as they're going home to prepare them for their purpose of being a husband and a father. So the daily champion is absolutely vital. That's what I strongly recommend everyone to get. And then when you want to go further, you really want to grow into being an authentic man, we offer championyou.life. It's there on the five-star man dot com website you can sign up for champion life where all of our books our video our training our articles and then i do a live teaching every monday evening um with several hundred men across the nation and as far away as brazil and central america chile and so uh we have men that are really taking the next step into into their authentic manhood uh journey and then we also, of course, partner with churches, and we really value that relationship. But we also know that the individual man needs more than an occasional strategy. So that's what we offer those three initiatives. That's excellent. Well, Neil, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. And, and I just thank you so much for, for your work within the church, outside of the church. It's uh, been really fun talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called you can certainly do it, that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. Uh, In addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome. Hey, if you like the podcast and you want to show us some love, we're on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. Uh, Go follow us there, and I put some cool stuff in the Insta stories, and uh, it would be cool to interact with you there. So just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, and be awesome.